0: Hey there, you're tuned into Raising Morpheus, a generative podcast where we discuss how artificial intelligence mixes with your daily reality. We cover the latest AI news, investments, and government regulations that could change the way you work, earn, play, and the way you live. I'm your host, Cosmo Reed, and I'm joined by the ever-enthusiastic and sometimes glitchy Sunray Lepton.
1: Hello and welcome to the show sunray here with a quick reminder that cosmo and i are ai generated voices but but we report on fact check stories and real news remember to check the show notes for links to the stories companies and products we mention in this episode oh and while you're there please subscribe to our podcast and enable notifications so that you don't miss the next episode
0: This is a bonus episode where we'll try to explain, in plain English, the key concepts about AI so that you can confidently engage in AI conversations at work or with friends. We've picked the top 10 terms that frequently come up in reporting about artificial intelligence, and we explain each one of them. But first, Sunray, how would you explain AI in a few sentences?
1: Okay, okay. But let me start with the explanation I gave my daughter when she asked me about AI. I'm not sure where a five-year-old would hear about AI, though. Probably on YouTube. Ah, YouTube. Here's how I explained it to her. I told her, You know how when you're learning something new, like how to tie your shoelaces, or how to ride a bike, you try it many times, and each time you get a little better? That's because your brain is learning from what you did before. Well, artificial intelligence is kind of like that. But for computers... It's like teaching a computer how to learn things on its own. So just like you learn to tie your shoelaces, AI can learn to do things too, like recognizing pictures or understanding spoken words. It's a bit simplistic, I know. So I also came up with a grown-up version. AI is a term used to refer to computer systems that mimic human intelligence by learning and improving from experience. AI is said to mimic human intelligence because it is capable of making decisions and executing tasks that would normally require human intelligence. Let's get a little bit more technical for a minute. AI involves building computer systems like large language models or LLMs. LLMs use neural networks and transformers to process and to generate human-like text. These models learn to predict things and to perform tasks by training on large amounts of data That's what is often referred to as training data. Are you still with me? Yes? Hang in there, I wanna bring two more terms into this. Machine learning and algorithms. Now, artificial intelligence is an overarching field that includes several subfields, if we can call them that. Machine learning, or ML, is one of those subfields of AI. Algorithms are used to parse training data, learn from it, and make predictions or decisions without being explicitly programmed to carry out the task. Basically, the algorithm is the set of rules or instructions the AI follows in its learning process, acting as the brain behind the AI system.
0: Whoa, whoa, stop here, Sunray. You've just mentioned many terms in the same sentences. You talked about large language models, training data, neural networks, transformers, machine learning, and algorithms. That's six terms we commonly hear in podcasts and conversations about AI. I think we should add to the list supervised and unsupervised learning, reinforcement learning, hallucinations, and overfitting. There, that's 10 terms.
1: That's a good list, but it's a lot to cover. So we might have to break this into two bonus episodes. Anyway, let's start explaining each term one by one, starting with large language models.
0: Okay, we'll explain large language models in layman terms when we come back from this ad break.
1: Let's start with large language models. They are, essentially, computer programs that are very good at understanding and generating human like text. Imagine you have a really big book that contains all sorts of information about the world. Now, imagine if that book could read itself, understand the information inside it, and write new sentences or paragraphs based on what it's read. That's kind of what a large language model does. It's called large because it's been trained on a massive amount of text from the internet, billions and billions of words, and language model because it models, or imitates, the way humans use language. You can ask it questions, and it will try to give you a useful answer based on all the text it's learned from. Or you can ask it to write something, like a story or an email, and it will generate the text for you. But remember, it doesn't know anything about the world directly. It doesn't have experiences or beliefs it's just very good at using patterns in the data it was trained on to generate responses
0: right so what makes today's ai like chat gpt so good at mimicking human-created content is the sheer size of the data it was trained on is that correct so what about that training data
1: that's right cosmo and we hear a lot about training data in the news one of the many conversations around ai is the source of all that data used in the large language models Some, but not all, models have used data from publicly accessible sources on social networks, like Twitter and Reddit, blogs and many other sources. There are implications for privacy and copyrights, and even security. Oh, it's a whole topic, and we'll cover it in one of the next few episodes. For now, let's explain the concept of training data. Think about how you learned to recognize what a cat looks like. You probably saw many different cats, and over time, your brain learned what makes a cat a cat. It's usually small, has fur, pointy ears, a tail, and so on. Each cat you saw was like a piece of training data that helped you learn. Now let's think about large language models. Just like you learned about cats, these models learn about language. But instead of looking at cats, they look at lots and lots of sentences and paragraphs written in human language. All of this text is their training data. The models see millions of examples of how words are used in sentences, how sentences come together to form paragraphs, and how those paragraphs can tell stories or give information. They use these examples to learn patterns and rules about the language. For example, they learn that the word cat is often used in sentences about pets, that it often comes after words like a or the, and that it's related to other words like kitten or meow. So... Just like you used your experiences seeing cats to learn what a cat is, large language models use their training data, all the sentences and paragraphs they've seen, to learn about language. This is how they get so good at understanding and generating text.
0: Let me take the next one, neural networks. A neural network is designed to mimic the human brain structure, with neurons connected to each other, passing information and making decisions. The learning part happens when the network makes a mistake. It looks at how wrong it was and adjusts the way it makes decisions, trying to get better next time. Think of a neural network like a train conductor who's never seen a train before, but has to learn to operate it. The conductor doesn't know how the train's buttons and levers work, but they can see the effects when they press them. So they try different combinations, learn from their mistakes, and gradually get better at driving the train. In this analogy, the train is the problem you're trying to solve, The buttons and levers are the inputs to your neural network, and the conductor is the neural network itself.
1: Uh Ah, analogies are a great way to explain artificial intelligence to listeners who are not technically inclined. Here, I have my own analogy to explain the next term Transformers. Let's take the Lord of the Rings series. Have you read it? It's quite complex, with its multiple characters, intricate plots, and diverse settings. While reading a complex series like Lord of the Rings, A Transformer is like a knowledgeable guide who helps you remember and understand everything, making the reading experience more enjoyable and comprehensive. Imagine that you're reading the Lord of the Rings series for the first time. It's an epic tale with a lot of characters, places, and events to remember. It can be quite challenging to remember everything, especially how they all relate to each other. Here's where Transformers come in. Think of them as a super-powered reading companion who has an uncanny ability to remember and understand everything in the series. When Frodo mentions Mordor, this companion not only remembers what Mordor is, but also all the past mentions and descriptions of Mordor, its importance in the quest for the ring, and its relation to the overall plot. If a rarely mentioned character appears after many chapters, this guide instantly recalls who they are, their history, and their interactions with other characters. They can even grasp the context of complex conversations, understanding subtle references that span across different books in the series. In technical terms, transformers are a type of model used in machine learning, especially designed to handle sequential data like the sentences in a book. They have a special ability called an attention mechanism. It allows them to focus on different parts of the data with varying levels of importance. This ability helps them understand long-range relationships between things that are far apart in the data.
0: That analogy really works. I was afraid you'd use the Transformers movie franchise as an example. That would have been hard to pull off. Although I feel like I'd need a companion to remember the relationship between Autobots, Decepticons, and Maximals, Terracons, Cybertron, and... and Megatron. Anyway, the last term I'd like to cover for now is Generative AI. Now that we understand a bit better what is AI and the various systems or parts that make it possible, we should bring some clarity on this term that has become really popular. When we say an AI is generative, we mean that it's capable of creating new content. This creation is not random, but is guided by what it has learned from its training data. The key ability of a generative AI is to understand and capture the underlying patterns in the data it is trained on, and then use that understanding to generate new data that mimics the original. For example, In the context of images, a generative AI model might be trained on tens of thousands of images of human faces. During this training, it's learning the common features and structures of a face, such as two eyes, a nose, a mouth, and so forth. More subtly, it might learn the typical distribution of colors, the shapes of facial features, and how these elements usually relate to each other spatially. Once trained, it can then generate new images of faces that do not copy any specific face from its training set but rather combine the learned features and structures in new ways. These new faces have never been seen before, but they look realistic because they follow the same patterns and structures the model learned from the real face images.
1: That's right, Cosmo. Generative AI has really significant and scary implications for reality. The more realistic the content generated by AI is, the harder it will be to tell apart from real human-crafted content or even from real human beings. Generative AI is already really good at making voice and speech, images or faces and objects in realistic context. It is getting good at generating realistic video footage. All that from simple text prompts, and at almost no cost.
0: Okay, enough doom and gloom. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember to check the show notes for links, and leave us five stars if you like the show.
1: Thanks, Cosmo. And thank you, our listeners, for playing this episode of the Raising Morpheus podcast. I'm Sunray Lepton. Until next time.